cheers and welcome back to another coffee talk today i want to talk about a topic that i feel i have had numerous years online of history in, and that is the concept of romanticizing your life i'm gonna start off by saying well first first and foremost let me know what you're drinking down below i made a half calf today with some vanilla oat milk and it's delicious Sometimes I find Nespresso a little bold, a little strong for me, but the foam today, it's been a little chillier this last week, even though it's mid-July, so warm coffee is exactly what I'm needing today. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. And I guess before I dive into the conversation and my perspective on it, I should pitch the, the question towards you guys about what are your thoughts or what is your opinion on the idea of romanticizing your life? I ask you this because I can see multiple perspectives and I'm gonna do my best to explain both sides of the way that I look at this concept. I have had many years of vlogging my life, of creating content out of my life, which has been a blessing in terms of it being a job for me. However, I think that much like with anything in life, there is a light side to it and there can be a dark side to it. And so today I want to do my best to balance out both sides of that conversation while also discussing how to healthily romanticize your life because I think that most people that get drawn to this concept or most people that like the idea, it's not necessarily because anyone wants to live in any sort of delusion. In fact, I think it's actually a really nice notion to add a romantic spin on our lives because, I mean, why not, right? If if we're gonna get down to the deep core of things, of why we exist, what's the meaning of life, and if we're gonna hold space or if we can hold space for the, the possibility that there is no meaning, you give your life meaning, then why not romanticize your life? Why not make your life feel like a story? Mine, it is a story, right? If your life is a story, and it very well is, why not make it a romantic story? And not romantic in the sense of like, turning your life into poetry. But it was this idea that everything down from the way that you make your coffee to the way that you get ready every morning to the clothes that you choose to you know the songs you listen to the way that you look at the sky or if you if you even look at the sky like what you pay attention to in a day what your thoughts are whether you like the poetry or not it, it's art like you are a walking form of art solely for the fact that you are energy in motion you are the universe in action and all of it from one perspective or another, depending on what genre you enjoy, is a story. And so when we get down to that aspect of romanticizing your life and being drawn to this notion, it usually tends to be people who are romantics at heart, helpless romantics. I'm definitely, I just said helpless romantic, I meant hopeless romantic. I've always been a hopeless romantic and romanticizing things for me has always been a way to motivate myself to focus on the good or to make myself feel a positive spin to even things that I don't necessarily enjoy or want to do. Like 
I, for all of the astrology girlies out there, I am a Pisces through and through. So the mundane day-to-day -day tasks bore me to oblivion. And when I romanticize my life, if I can even romanticize the day-to-day -day things that I need to do that feel like they're weighing me down, it helps me get into things. It helps me get going on things. However, I also think that there needs to be like space in this conversation for talking about when romanticizing your life can go too far, when it can get into the territory of like being almost naive or out of touch, or I said I was gonna have this conversation, so I'll try and loop some of it into today's chat too. This like very interesting trend that I feel I'm noticing online and let me know if you notice it or if you don't, or if you have a different point of view, I'd love to hear it, of almost this like pathological narcissism online. And that's not to say that everybody that's online is a narcissist and it's not actually directed at anybody in particular. I participate in online social media content, so I definitely can see these traits even within myself. But at its very core, when you look at what social media is and what like influencing has become and actually what it's always been, specifically again in the eras that I feel like even my social media was at its peak, like it was very self-centered. Where it gets tricky is when that main character attitude towards life leads us into territories where we start to only focus on ourselves, only look at all situations through our own perspective with zero empathy for others, with zero ability to look outside of ourselves or even take accountability for like our own ripple effect in the world. If I throw something in the garbage, like that is me having a direct impact on the planet. Does that end up in the ocean? Does that end up in a landfill? Like how can I best make the choices in my life that don't just solely revolve around me and whether or not it's gonna affect me? I had this teacher that talked about garbage one time when we were learning about the environment and it's always stuck with me how he said out of sight, out of mind. And it's such a true point where, and I'm guilty of this too. A lot of the times, the things that we don't see, the things that don't directly affect us immediately and drastically, we don't really tend to think about or care about. And that is where I have problems with like this trending notion of romanticization. That is something that I grew up around is this level of like, not being able to pierce through the veil of somebody's of somebody's mind and train of thought being only solely focused on themselves to a point that it does harm to others. And when you take that and you multiply it and you take generations that are growing up with social media or that grew into social media, like my generation, possibly our generation, I'm a 94, I'm a millennial. So just at the bottom of millennials and like just above when we turned into Gen Z, it's been interesting to grow up with technology and grow up specifically watching social media come into play in the earlier or yeah, the earlier years of my teens later into my twenties, really hitting a peak. It's been super interesting watching how that is psychologically affecting us all as we continue to get further and further down the maze, the labyrinth of what is social media. It's like baked into the formula of existing online. There's a level of escapism that we use social media for and there's a level of escapism that comes from romanticizing our life because we are literally trying to romanticize the parts of our life that, that we don't want to have to exist in that are uncomfortable. I think it's just, just like with most things, I think it's about finding that balance. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. 
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Hey guys, it's Cheyenne Davis. You may know me from MTV's Teen Mom OG or Think Loud Crew podcast. I'm here with my dad, Papa Floyd, to tell you about our new podcast, Unfiltered Kitchen. The kitchen is the hub of the household for many of us. The one-stop shop for conversations both big and small. Cheyenne and I have been having open conversations about all aspects of life in our kitchen since well before she was able to see over the counter. And now we're inviting you into our own kitchen as a part of the family. Unfiltered Kitchen is a two-way street. I share my advice on cocktails, cooking, parenting, and the lessons I've learned. And I inform my dad what it's like to raise kids today, how generational barriers affect us, and the joys of being a daughter. Well, your daughter. Get ready for a whole lot of unfiltered advice. You can take it or leave it, but you're never going to leave this table feeling hungry for more. Listen to Unfiltered Kitchen wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everyone, I'm Devin Werkheiser. I'm Lindsay Shaw. And I'm Daniel Curtis Lee. And we are the hosts of Ned's Declassified Podcast Survival Guide. Ever wonder what happened to Ned Mose and Cookie? Well, we're back. We helped you guys survive middle school. And now we're helping you survive adulthood. On Ned's Declassified Podcast Survival Guide, we are rewatching episodes, bringing you special guests like Coconut Head and Janitor Gordy, and catching up on the last 15 years. We're talking about everything from dating mishaps to mental health and maintaining friendships, and asking the question, how? How do we survive adulthood? Maybe we don't always have the answers, but we're going to figure it out together. Come join us. So pause that podcast you're listening to and subscribe to Ned's Declassified Podcast Survival Guide <laughs> on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> Needless to say, I just feel it's important to, while romanticizing our lives and romanticizing our stories, and living to the highest potential that we feel we are capable of or we know we are capable of, like whether you believe in your higher self or you just know that if you work hard or you work smart, sorry, let me rephrase that. I don't wanna feed into the hustle culture, but like if you work smart or you do the things that you know you're supposed to do, that you could live this grand life, that live this very happy, very content life with yourself. I just think that it's also gotta be balanced with staying grounded in reality and also 
holding the two truths that you are an individual cut from the vibrational cloth of the universe. You are energy packaged into one body connected to the tapestry of the energy of our planet, of our solar system, of our universe. At the same time, we all play a role on the planet and everything we do, whether we like to acknowledge it or not, does have an effect on others. From what we throw in the garbage to what we choose to spend our money on to what we choose to spend our attention or our energy or our time on and who we choose to spend time around. And all of these things do ripple out into the energetic web, into the like cause and effect on the planet. So holding that in the truth of also you are an individual and you are allowed to focus on your own life is a tricky balance, but let's, let's unpack it a little bit. Just using the coined term of romanticizing your life, like that's something that I've I'd only really heard the last few years, but I feel like it is something that mentally I have done for a couple years now. When I think back to some of the vlogs that I've posted over the years, it definitely feels like a more romantic, a more prettier version of what my reality really was. And again, Catch 22, I think there can be positives to that. I think there are reasons that make sense for that, but then I also, Again, I know what my life was actually like behind the camera. So while it can be motivating and it can be aspirational and it can be inspirational for both myself and for anybody that might have watched even to this day, although my vlogs today, I do try to be a little bit more real while still being clever with edits so that it's fun and entertaining to watch and relatable. That's the point. I feel like I'm a little bit more real about my life today and a little bit more relatable. And on the other side of it, I think that when we romanticize things too far, that's where we lose touch with reality or we can lose touch with reality and people will see things. And this is the responsibility aspect that I think comes into play when you are openly sharing and you become somebody that like people look to or follow, which is not even really today's conversation, but I think it's, a, it's important to note because I also watch people and I also do this where I assume what I'm seeing is what their life is. And that's definitely not the case. Like you're getting eight minutes out of like a full week and that can leave people feeling less than or inadequate or like they have all of these things they have to do or these boring things or like they go through these horrible things or these hardships or these stressors that when you watch certain content online or when you romanticize your life or you watch a movie or you read a book, I mean, have you ever read a book where someone's like, all right, I gotta take a break and go use the bathroom and like actually use the bathroom? No, because nobody wants to read about that. Nobody wants to see that in a vlog. Nobody wants to watch that part of the movie. Yes, highlight the simple pleasures of your life, first and foremost. Two, take the things that you don't really enjoy doing and make them enjoyable. Down to, again, kind of using some of the examples we've already talked about that are not fun. I mean, again, nobody likes to talk about going to the bathroom or, taking out the garbage. But when you make part of those things in your life enjoyable in the smallest ways, and one of the easiest ways is we are humans that are very in tune with the senses from what we see to what we hear, to what we smell, to what we taste, to what we feel. Like when you create an atmosphere in your bathroom that is really enjoyable, or when you take your routine for cleaning and you put on music that you really enjoy and you put your hair up and you make yourself a coffee, the whole house starts to smell like coffee. You light a candle, your laundry starts to fill in the sense of the home. And like those things are by tuning and tapping into those senses and by really relishing in them and enjoying them for what they are in the present moment, 
it it can be very grounding and it can be very romantic and it can be very motivating and that's the trick like that's what we want to hack into it's engaging in the things that keep us feeling those bright happy feelings and not to override or avoid or suppress the feelings that we don't want to feel as human beings that again are part of our human experience from jealousy to anger to bitterness to boredom like these are feelings that whether we like it or not are built in again built into the batter of existing as a human being but it's more so to keep a highlight on the things that make us feel more romantic make us feel more at peace make us feel more enjoyed or happy or whatever it is and that could come down to like with the books you read the movies that you watch the shows that you watch like have you ever fallen down a wormhole where you get stuck watching things that are like kind of negative. So an example of this is sometimes I'll fall down wormholes where I just like having background noise on sometimes. And I know where I'm at mentally based on what I choose as my background noise. If I choose music as my background noise, I'm usually in a good place. When I'm choosing my background noise to be like commentary drama videos, that's where I'm like, hmm, what's going on? Like, why do I want to escape or feel a sense of like superiority by subtly judging things in the background while I do my day to day? And again, that's coming from a place of like honesty, but also non-judgment, because when I do get into those places, usually it's because there's something going on in my life that I just feel shit about. And if I can just put on a little background noise of somebody that's doing much, much worse than me, I feel a little bit better. And yeah, that's an ugly thing to admit, but I'm human. Watching a drama video is not only me subtly judging somebody else, whether I'm pretending that I'm just barely listening or not, but it's also doing harm to myself because everything that we do, at least in my belief and my philosophy for life, like everything that we do to others, everything that we get annoyed by in others or judge upon others is all a really deep seated, rooted, mirrored reflection for the ways that we judge ourselves, like how harsh we are to other people is how harsh we are to ourselves. And so that's how I know. That's always how I know when I'm in a weird place or when I'm not doing so well with my own relationship to myself, because I'll know based on how hard I'm judging other people or what's bothering me about other people. Usually those are things that I'm neglecting about myself or don't want to hold space for with myself. And that's not very romantic. So coming back to bringing some sense of romanticization into that or some life poetry into that, even just holding space for that truth, like. If this was a movie, this is where the character would be like, oh, and then write my wrongs, put on some music instead, or even just give a little bit of grace that whatever that person has a drama video about, it's never to justify people that do terrible things, but just to be like, oh, they're human. So am I. We all make mistakes. It's a shitty mistake, but if I'm going to judge their mistakes, then I have to put my mistakes out on display and let someone else judge mine as well. These days, you can't go anywhere on the internet without running into the most horrible takes. You know, your good old-fashioned homophobes, or your self-proclaimed alpha males, who are writing two-page articles titled, How to Score the Perfect Female in 10 Days. If you are just as sick of these outdated takes as we are, you will love our podcast, Outspoken, hosted by me, Sam Collins, and my incredible partner, Shannon. We are an LGBT couple who have seen it all, been called it all, and are ready to take on the never-ending world of 
outrageous online opinions. Each week we bring you the most ridiculous videos, hot takes, and hellbent news we come across on the internet. So come laugh with us as we dismantle outdated ideologies and tear apart the most confident idiots on the internet. On our podcast, Outspoken. You can follow and listen for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you are listening right now. When we recognize that life has its ups and its downs, when we recognize that life can be romantic and it can also be really ugly, when we recognize that there are certain things we have control over and then certain things that we don't, it's using the power of your mind and your focus to highlight the things, the simple things, the little pleasures in your life, that is where healthy romanticization comes from. It can be very heavily rooted in awareness and being present and being rooted and grounded in your body in the moment. It can also come to you from your imagination. I mean, you're dreaming up a storyline and then living it out. And there's literally nothing wrong with that. Again, I feel like there's, we could poke a lot of holes in it, but what, why? Like if life potentially really has no meaning, why can't you dream up a storyline and live it out? If people aren't allowing themselves to be more imaginative, to be more creative with their lives or to focus or, or feel good about the simple pleasures in their life, they're not gonna want other people to do it either. And it's not personal. It's not that that person is against you. It's more so that, again, part of just the human existence and the human condition is that when we feel a certain way, we don't want other people to feel better because that makes us feel worse. And that's an ugly trait of human nature, but it is a trait of human nature. And I think it's important to mention too that not every moment or situation in our lives should be romanticized. This is coming again from my experience. If I could go back in time and sit down with preteen me or sit down with teenage me or even early 20s me and tell myself to stop romanticizing things that are just genuinely unhealthy, I, I would do it in a heartbeat. I mean, again, I wouldn't have learned my lessons if I hadn't gone through it, but from like mental health issues, that feeling like almost feeling good in my suffering all the way to other aspects of my health that were not good. And those things shouldn't be romanticized. We shouldn't be romanticizing any kind of suffering, anything that is unhealthy, anything that again does harm to ourselves or others should not be romanticized. So this perspective, this mental tool that we can take into gaining motivation for our lives and creating more beautiful life for ourselves, it should only be used. And I hope that this is like, I hope that this isn't something I should have to say, but I, I do feel like I wanna say it because it's important given my own experience in history. And if anybody out there is romanticizing anything that you know deep in your core isn't good for you, like you should only use this tool for things that you know are gonna better your life in some way. The brain is such a tricky player in the game where sometimes our brain can somehow justify that doing the unhealthy thing will better our lives in some way. Maybe we'll get attention or maybe we'll fit a certain criteria or beauty standard in the world. But you're playing with energy all the time, okay? Different phrases can be used to describe what I'm talking about here, but I'm gonna call it energy today. Do you wanna play with good magic or bad magic? I think when we romanticize things that we know are not healthy for us, we're playing with dark magic. And if you believe in magnetism, if you believe in manifestation, if you believe in the basic laws of physics that like attracts like, when you play with dark magic, you're gonna call forth more darkness to your life. So don't play with dark magic. Romanticize the things that are good for you. Romanticize the things that are light, that are wholesome, that are bright in your life, that are healthy for you. 
and then you'll attract more of those things towards you. It's such a weird mental conundrum to try and rationalize like romanticizing your life online because obviously, you know, people want to see realness and relatability, but people also want to see aesthetic and they want to see something nice and they want to see a, like a package that makes you feel something, right? People want to feel something and most, for the most part, people want to feel good. So when you post things that make people feel good or make people feel inspired or make people feel motivated, that's going to draw more people in. However, when you get lost in it, when it becomes all about curating your life, to look a certain way so that you fit a certain aesthetic or like you fit a certain ideal or you fit a certain societal norm or standard, it starts getting into this weird territory where people stop caring about anything else. People get so lost in their own story about who they are or you know the life that they're projecting online that it becomes, it becomes like, it, it's to me, it's super interesting to dissect and witness. Again, this comes back to like getting lost into some drama videos because to see some actions that people that end up getting huge online or that famous pop stars or whatever it is that people end up taking where you're just like, how do you not have the self-awareness to know that that is wrong? That is coming from a place of perhaps maybe romanticizing, but also it's, it's, it's a level of self-centeredness that we can get to when we get too lost in the story of, our, of ourselves, of our lives, right? That's why I feel it is important, even when romanticizing your life, that maybe we should include in the conversation of romanticization, romanticize our own ripple effects on the planet. Personally, in my brain, I like to think of myself as just like a beam of energy, right? And when I do something, like if I were to hit a little puddle and ripples were to go out and those ripples are hitting other beams of energy, I would want those ripple effects to leave a, an uplifting effect on the beams that I hit, the people that I hit, the people directly in my life, the people that tune in online, whatever it is. If I'm only thinking about myself, I don't give a shit about what those ripples do. I just want to beam as bright as possible. And then that creates this like vacuum of like attention and focus and choice and even like it gets down into morals, empathy, values, perspective on the planet. It gets to the core of narcissism, of not being able to see outside of yourself, outside of your story, outside of how like you, you only do things that will directly benefit you or affect you or make you feel good about yourself or just make you feel good and doesn't matter who gets affected or hurt in the process. So we should romanticize the ripple effect that we have on the planet. We should be conscious of even when we're living out our stories, our individual stories about how those stories interact and play into other people's stories. Like, yes, you are the main character of your life, but you were also a side character and a background character in every other life that you exist in or pass by. Every person you see from the person walking down the street to the person driving behind you in the car to someone else that is a view count on today's podcast episode or video to literally everyone is living their own main character story. And so while yes, yours is valid, yours exists, yours is worth living in the most beautiful romantic way possible. I just think it's important to stay aware that we also play roles in other people's stories, even the ones that we're not even cognitive of, even the ones that we aren't even fully aware of. Like if anybody used to be a One Tree Hill fan, there was an episode where there was a quote, something along the lines, I'm probably gonna butcher it, about how do you ever notice the people in the background of your photos out in public? 
and then wonder how many background photos you're in that you just never know. Like there's a picture somewhere on someone's wall or on someone's phone that you're in the background of and you know nothing about them. That's very much the same way of the way that we live our lives energetically. Like it's my life, yes, but it's also our life. It's my story, yes, but it's also our story as people that are alive on the planet at the same time and that have the same earthly history that we've come from, have the same question mark of a future that we're heading towards, and the way that we treat each other as we go about our stories is important. It does matter. Let's tie it up with a personal exercise that you can actually do to start creating a habit out of romanticizing your life if this is not something that you naturally do and you wanna know how. I have something for you. You can do this in so many ways. Again, it's down to just like, there's, there's literally, you could do nothing. You could just sit right now, if you're drinking a coffee, pause the episode, look around you, pretend you're, you can hear like background music, take a gentle sip of your drink, taste it, taste it fully. Be fully in your thoughts, be fully in your body. That is romanticizing your life. That is romanticizing the moment. However, if you do want some more actionable items, there's something that you can start to do every day that will create a habit out of romanticizing your life. Creating a highlight every single day. You can do this at the start of your day, you can do this at the end of your day, you can use this tool however you like to. If you were to use this at the end of the day, before going to bed, you would think to yourself, you would say out loud, or you would write down what your highlight of the day was. It can be something small, it can be something big, it could be more than one highlight if you've got multiple things coming to mind, but it's just, again, every day thinking of one thing, romanticizing one thing that happened to you that day. I cannot wait to have my morning coffee. I cannot wait to go for a walk in nature today. I am so happy that I have my dog. I am so happy for my home or for where I live or for another sunny day or for the breath I'm taking or the beat that my heart is making without me even having to think about it, or my health, or whatever it is. Like, it can be the book you're reading, it can be something you're excited about, something you can't wait for, something that you're grateful for that is a highlight for you as you go into your day. Then no matter what day you had, you can always pull out something that is romantic about the day or the life that you're living. It sounds simple and that's because it is, and it's meant to be simple because it makes it easy to do, which makes it easy to you know, actually stick to. And then when you actually stick to it, the more you do this, each day you do this, it will start to shift your perspective. You'll start to look at life more romantically. You'll start to realize and see the poetry and the art in your life. Everything is gonna happen the way it's gonna happen but two people can look at the exact same thing. Two people can watch the exact same movie and have totally different perspectives on it. So when you do things like this every day and it does shift your perspective, you might not live any different of a life, but the way you feel about your life will change. And the way you feel about your life is important because it'll change how you move through the world. It'll change whether or not you feel you have a life well lived or a day well lived or you don't. So it's worth doing. So romanticize your life do it enjoy it and if you have any thoughts on today's topic i would love to hear it come on over to youtube if you aren't here already and leave me your thoughts on this concept below i know that it has become like a trend online i think again it's something that's obviously been around for long even before social media existed but specifically now that social media is a thing i think we see a lot of people romanticizing their lives myself included and it can be really heartwarming it can be really motivating it can also again be really tricky and get really sticky when it comes to like like it's balancing that line of authenticity 
versus aspiration, right? So I think it's an interesting concept. I think that it makes sense that it's trending and it also is super intriguing to me just to see like the layer of when it goes too far or it gets too deep or people get too self-centered. So yeah, those are my thoughts on it. And I would love to hear yours. Also, let me know what you're drinking or what you were doing in the comment section down below. And as per usual, it would mean the world to me if you aren't subscribed already to subscribe over to Kalen's Coffee Talk and Flows on YouTube. Or if you're listening to the podcast again, follow along or rate the podcast. It does me a heap of good as a content creator myself. And without further ado, I will chat with all of you guys in our next coffee talk. I'm currently taking a little bit of a break from social media, so I'm not really active anywhere at the moment, but I will leave all of my socials in the description bar as well. If you would like to come see the romanticized version of my life, the highlight reel, if you will, of my life. Wishing you all a very cozy, warm, romantic day. And I'll talk to you guys very soon. Bye everyone. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.